4: That's Michael Langson, recruiting analyst for warchant.com, the ultimate seminal sports or subscribe to our YouTube channel. There's so many people, Michael, that comment on all the content that we crank out on YouTube. And there's a little icon next to their name that shows you whether or not they're a subscriber, but they're they're not. It's totally free. Subscribe to the website as well. That costs some money. But the YouTube channel, totally free. Subscribe to it. What else can they do to show some love, show some support, Michael?
3: Hit the like button. It's like right down there on the left side, guys. It's like literally, if you're watching it, might as well like it. Uh, if you like what you're seeing, then it helps us produce uh, all these great uh, products and keep it going. Uh, so just hit the like button. It's really simple. It's right next to it. It's on the left, down the left side. Uh, can't miss it. Uh, hit the like button. So uh, certainly we we love everyone. We love the comments. So we, we want to keep doing these things for you guys and keep promoting it. So just help us keep promoting it. Just hit that like button.
4: Michael, I'm just going to let you explore the space. Lots to talk about. I mean, Kevin Hickson, I guess, really kind of sums up what I'm sure everybody wants to know, and that's you know, FSU. What a game that should show recruits where this program is going. Forty-one thirty-eight overtime. You push the number nine team in the nation to the brink. I didn't expect it to go that well. I know we all want to win. It's Florida State. There's not a lot of moral victories, but I mean, I'll take that. What's been the overall feeling, Michael? Whether it was immediately after the game with you and Austin talking to recruits, a few days after, tweeting, texting, how's it all been?
3: It's been very positive. Um, I got, you know, very positive reactions throughout the game. Recruits were hitting me up during the games, like, this is crazy. Uh, people that were actually there. Uh, you know, just uh, you know, people that are around the recruit section. They were they were just going ballistic throughout this whole game. Uh they just loved everything they were seeing. It was, it checked off every box that you were looking for, like, you know, pass rush, four sacks, no problem, dude, uh, we're getting that, uh, you know, DB's in position to make plays on balls where guys aren't running free, like, constantly, you know, checked off that, uh, you know, swarming uh, defensive hits that were there, explosive plays on offense, bam, check checkbox. Uh, the only box that wasn't checked is just finishing off and, and, and not be able to pull off a W, but, I mean just to show you just how good this team is or how, you know, talented we think that they could be, you know, they turned the ball over three times and they still had a chance in overtime to win the game against the number nine team in the country. So I think recruits saw that they saw where these guys are going. They saw the excitement of where it's going. And, you know, I told my wife, like Diane, when they cut it the 38, 35, I'm like, I'm done. I saw everything I need to see. Uh, they did everything I was looking for. I want to see them compete. Against guess a top 10 team and not only did it compete, but they probably should have won the game. Uh, you know, just uh, if you take away those miscues and, and different things, but uh, I think it was uh, I think it was a tremendous atmosphere. I think it was electric. I haven't seen it like that in Doak and uh, since Jimbo was there. And it even, even we did a story with Jaron Willis uh, uh, earlier. I, I did late last night, by the way, I interviewed him like at midnight. Uh, so we got that done, but you know, Jaron said, He went to the games where they had Jameis Winston stuff. He's like, I never heard it that loud. That was the loudest game I've ever been to. And, uh, you know, so certainly it was rocking. The fans did their part. Um, I think I read today that they sold out now for Jacksonville State. The students are already sold out for the Jacksonville State game. So you generate, you get the excitement. There's something building there. Now we just need to see consistency. But overall, I think FSU nailed it. With everything they need to nail in recruiting. I think it was a phenomenal night. And uh, and they were just so close. mean, <laughs> they were so close. Had the ball first and 10 at, at the uh, Georgia Tech, or not Georgia Tech, but at the at the Notre Dame 28. And if they score on that drive, in my opinion, Aslan, they win that game. Like they're going to win that game if they score a touchdown, except, besides kicking a field goal. So uh, I think it's a special feeling and it's special. And it's a lot of fun to cover this team when uh, there's this exciting. And I did a breakdown on the game. And as I said, my main point, my first point was, I really like this team. Like, they're a very likable team, like when you watch them play. So, and I think recruits took some of the same feelings I had on that game. So I think it's, uh, I think uh, they nailed it A-plus as far as uh, what they want to accomplish in recruiting, and and it shows with the way recruits are responding to this game.
4: Well said, Michael. Uh, If you'd like to read his thoughts, you can go to warchant.com. Everything's on the PRB, the Premium Recruiting Board. That story with Jaron Willis is a lead story right now over on the website. So do check it out if you're a subscriber. Uh, But again, hit that thumbs up button. That'd be super cool. Uh, The phone lines are open. We'll grab a call here real quick. But man, let's just get right. I mean, what? You can't jump in front of people, Willie. There's rules,
3: man.
2: (laughs) Rules, Willie. Good Lord.
3: Let's go. Yeah, Me me, and Aslan actually said this before the show started. We wonder if Willie is going to jump right in. And Willie, you didn't disappoint. Nailed it, man. Uh, I want to meet you one day, by the way. So meet us at one of our meet and greets. Uh, we can't wait to see you. I uh, hope to see you and meet you soon. But if you have a question, throw it in, Willie. But we greatly and humbly appreciate uh, all the contributions, whether it's $5 or 150 thank you so much willie
4: you gotta show up willie so you can put your name on uh, on this pillar man we gotta get your name on the pillar this thing is granite we gotta put you on here we don't take you guys for granted though tell you that much thank you willie what what an amazing gesture man thank you so much as michael said do do post a question but he just wants everybody to know that norvell's riding the ship i love it let's go yeah man
3: i can't can't do it I can't disagree with them based on what I saw on the field. Now, there's certain things I would like to see addressed. Obviously, I think uh, quarterback, you have to figure out who who's going to run your offense the best. Uh, but overall with the team, I think they can get it going.
4: Number 10, that's who I think would do it.
3: I, I would agree.
4: Uh, thank you, Willie. What, you know, I was going to... He's going to give a shout-out to our guy, Rob, but then Willie <laughs> ahead of it. Rob was in first. Rob was first, man. What's up, Rob? Dollar, dollar, bills, y'all. Thank you, Rob. Appreciate you, man. You know, you know, you can you can post a question to you, Rob. You know that, but he said he just wanted to uh, throw some support and some love our way, man. That's all he says, just support. All right, Rob, your world, man. We're just living in it. Thank you, Rob. Appreciate it. Thank you so much.
3: Thank you so much, Rob. By the way, Aslan, I had, had the, at the at meet and greet at Corner Pockets I had somebody mention like, Aslan really gets excited when these people turn in the contributions. It's like, yeah, we're, well, he's pumped up. I mean, yeah. that's just his way of a showing emotion. And we want to make sure we show you guys every time the gratitude we have for something that you guys don't have to do. You know, uh, and, and, and that's, so that will be my response to that is like, we want to make sure we really show you uh you know how much we love and appreciate you timothy with the little uh dig there i see it um but um nice but really i i i can't speak for i, I know i, I kind of speak for Corey and ira and all these guys when we see you guys do that we want to make sure that we we give the love to, that you guys deserve so thank you so much
4: willie rob thank you much we'll keep scrolling your names on the screen give you uh give you the attention that um that we think you deserve we appreciate it let's uh let's Let's go to the phone lines right now. We'll uh, go to Virginia Beach, Virginia. Where else would we rather be right now than the 757? We got the mayor of Virginia Beach, Virginia on the phone. It's Gator Kirk, everybody. Gator Kirk, how are you, man?
1: Good afternoon, gentlemen. How are you guys doing down there in FLA?
3: Solid. Phenomenal. We're doing really well. Um, It was a fun weekend, Kirk, really. It was uh, to be in that stadium and to see, what I was seeing, just the electricity and feeling it. Uh, I'm not going to lie. When Mackenzie Milton came in that game, I got a little tingle in my body, just just the excitement of if you're knowing what that guy's gone through and to be on the field in that moment and then deliver and nearly pull it off, uh, you know, when I think it was uh, I think it was just a phenomenal night. I think the only thing that made it perfect is the win. If they win, you know, you couldn't write a script better, but I think uh, recruiting weekend, it was a, a phenomenal weekend for FSU. Yeah.
1: It, it, if if we could have won, it would have been a storybook ending and definitely a Disney classic. But so that, that leads me to my question of, even though we performed, we performed very well for our linebacker deficiencies or a, a room of need how well does that help with some of those guys that we're currently going after, especially, I think, Wesley Besant and some of the other guys that, that you may be in, have yeah. been in touch with recently?
3: Well, I think it's a big deal. One, it shows you, hey, they don't have a lot of depth. That's my concern with this linebacker crew. I love what Kalen Deloach did last night. I think Mari Gain was in there someplace. DJ Lundy was flying all over the field he didn't have a pass breakup on a key second down on the tight end, but he was right there where he caused a bad pass where the guy had to throw a perfect pass and he couldn't do it. So I think, uh, we see what these linebackers do. I think linebackers across the country, the high school kids, they see the way these guys are swarming the ball the way up the responsibility that they're giving these linebackers. I think guys like Basante, uh, you know, guys like, uh, Willis, who I, we just did a story on, I think, uh, you know, there's several guys, Daniel Martin, um, we're supposed to be getting that with him soon, and I think he was very impressed with the versatility of what they're asking these linebackers to do. I think that's very high, and too, I th- like I said, I think they see that there's not a lot of depth there, and the chances of coming in and playing early is definitely there. And i, I don't think I don't think anything that I saw on defense is is nothing but a positive as far as what recruits saw. I know people are going to look at, like, the 41, but that 41 is kind of misleading when you look at the turnovers, what led to those points. You take those two turnovers away, that's that's only your, – your, or three turnovers away, you're talking about 21 points. You know, so I think they did a good job. I think uh, they did everything that recruits were looking for, and uh, I think definitely at linebacker, there was a vast improvement based on what I saw the year before
1: yeah I agree. i I think regardless, defensively wise, I think it's gonna shore up the recruits because they they saw them have success at at all avenues, still need to learn how to pick the ball up in the defensive backfield. but <laughs> yeah, you know, one step at a time. I appreciate you always taking my call. Sorry, I can't get the tally or could not get the tally. one one day, I hope to be able to come there and experience that situation. Um, as always, hit the thumbs up, support who supports Warchant, and go know you will have a great afternoon. Oh, Aslan, by the way, Sir sure. Billy's tagline last year was at the end of every press conference was have a great day. And he stopped saying it. Okay. I'm concerned about him.
4: I will let him know. I will let him know that, that our guy in, in the in the Virginia Beach area and the DMV is like, Are are you having a good day? Why don't you wish everybody else a great day? I will let him know for sure, I promise. All right, y'all have a great night. Good That's right, that's Gator Kirk. When Gator Kirk does show up at Tallahassee, his name's going on this. We'll let him autograph it. Willie, when you show up, you're signing this too, and so will Mr. Rob Rathbun as well. Let's keep rolling on the phone lines, Corey, shall we? Let's go to uh, the Villages. That's Central Florida. Landlocked, but uh, plenty of good folk there, including our own Wes. Wes in the Villages. How are you, Wes?
5: How are we doing, fellas?
4: it
3: we're great Wes uh it's great meeting you man uh great hanging out with Wes at the meet and greet and um it was funny the thing we talked about Wes I won't get into your question but the funny thing we talked about was you know the rumor about Mackenzie Milton not playing and then lo and behold look who comes in the game and it almost pulls it off for FSU but uh great conversation Wes uh, I had fun meeting you uh what's on your mind my man yeah, yeah,
6: it was great meeting both of you. I had a great time at Corner Pocket. It was my first time there, and uh, I actually was um, getting ready to head out, and I was talking to Gene, and he said, uh, you know, they were starting to do the raffle and the drawing. And I said, all right, I'll, I'll hang out a little bit longer because you know I'd kind of forgot about it, and I'm glad I did because I won, I won, uh, I won a bunch of stuff. So I walked out of wow. there and uh, cleaned house. Uh, so that was kind of cool.
4: Thank you for the awesome. white claw, by the way, Wes. Appreciate that white claw, man. I think that was the one that set me you over the that? edge.
6: It got loose. Yeah, you got you got it, buddy. I told you I had you. I was I was glad you had showed up when I got there. I was looking around for you and, and wasn't sure if you were going to make it. So I'm really uh, appreciate you coming out. It was yep. uh, it was nice to finally meet and uh, it was a great time. So hopefully I can get back up there again for a game this year and uh, see you guys again. So, um, but yeah. So question. Uh, obviously, it was a major. Uh, it was high risk, high reward for that many recruits for that game. And you know, I think we all can say it. At that when it was 38 to 20, you're going, uh oh, like this, this, this is not going to go well. And then the next thing you know, you're looking at a chance to win the game. And, and clearly, I've seen the social media posts, the kids just, it's off the charts, uh, the feedback and stuff. And so that leads me to my question, uh, Michael, is that what recruit do you, do you know of or, or believe that maybe their level of interest? Uh, maybe it was a little lower, but after being at that game, uh, I saw uh, a lot of uh, stuff coming in on Coleman. But but other than that, like, was there a recruit that you go, oh, my gosh, this him being here, this visit, and that outcome has really put his interest in FSU up, you know, through the roof?
3: I would say definitely Kevin Coleman because it was already high on him. Uh, Skinner, too. Um, I pick – the guy who I would pick would be Armella. Uh, Julian Marmella because I think he came in that game and I think he was very surprised that, you know, he, I mean, all the recruits are saying the same thing. Like they were very impressed, but I guarantee you there's you know, several guys that were surprised. And I think he was probably surprised just how productive they were and how much this was a battle in the game. So I think Julian was definitely one of them. Kevin Coleman's another one. And if I had to pick one on defense, I'd go with Nigella Kelly. I think, I think that was a big game for FSU to show what their pass rush is. FSU had five sacks, I think, all of last year. They had four sacks in this game. They were in the backfield consistently. They showed pressure. They were getting pushed, and even when they weren't getting sacks, they were getting pushed on the line of scrimmage. They were winning, winning the battles. They were winning one on one, and then, and even when plays where Notre Dame looked like they had something cooking, uh, like a, uh, you know, where they were you know trap blocking to the inside and they look like they had FSU beat. It was a swarming fact of FSU. They got like 2 yards and then bam FSU was on top of them. So I think that kind of stuff really jumped out to Nigel Kelly and and some of the defensive recruits that that's all this game and they're like, "Whoa. You know, these guys we watched them all last year and they couldn't you know, they couldn't stop anything. You know, and now they're getting pushed, they're getting pass rush, they're getting sacks. Um the only thing we didn't see from the defense was a lot of turnovers which uh, that's probably will come. But I think uh, overall, I think uh, what recruits saw on defense, I think those guys, I think that, that kind of jumped out to me as far as, you know, just briefly chatting with some of them that, you know, uh, that, that performance really caught their attention.
6: I hear you. I feel you on Kelly. I think, you know, it's obviously not the norm for a kid to commit and then decommit and end up back in the class. But I honestly feel like Kelly is going to break that trend. I mean, I think it really, really looks good if if everything continues that he'll be uh, back in the class. Would you agree?
3: I think there's a good chance they could get him back. I would say I think FSU's on his mind. I mentioned this on the already answered all the questions on the uh, you know the uh, recruiting board chat. By the way, guys, uh, for those that wonder, and I asked that was one I answered in there. Um, I think going into this game. I think last game he was wearing FSU gloves for his high school game that Norvell went to. Obviously, that might be just because Norvell's going to be there, but I just think his mom really likes FSU a lot. They felt comfortable, but the main thing that I was looking for that and I think he was looking for is like, what are these guys going to look on defense? Like, What are they going to look like? What's the pass rush going to look like? What's What are the defense tackles? What are the defensive ends? Uh, what are they going to look like? And I think you could not ask for a more productive performance, the way they pushed on the line. And and we're talking about a Notre Dame offensive line that's pretty steady and solid nearly every year. So they were they were, they were were on these guys. I mean, they were all over them. So I think that was the biggest deal. And that's why I mentioned Nigelic, because I know how much performance on the field matters to Nigelic with what FSU is going to do. Because I think he loves the culture. He loved all the things and loves how he feels when he's Tallahassee. But what are these guys going to look like on the field? Now, we need to see consistency. You know, next next three, four weeks are going to be major for FSU. I've mentioned this like a thousand times on the board. Wake Forest is a humongous game for FSU. You win that game, I think there's a good chance you're four and one because then you play Syracuse and you play Louisville. I think both of those teams are beatable for FSU at home. And then after that, you have the big North Carolina matchup. If you somehow pull that off, then you're talking about being six and one. Nothing against Walt Bell of UMass, but uh, I think FSU looks pretty good there. Yeah, you know, that that would be. So that's why the weight game is so important. Where you could get to that six and one mark, then you start talking about okay. You see the pattern of of getting to seven and eight wins uh, certainly this year. So I think now the next step is consistency. But I think everything I saw in this game. They checked off all the boxes. They nailed it, uh, and recruits saw it, and recruits are jacked up. And it was – while they lost the game, it sure didn't feel like a loss if you talked to the recruits.
6: Yeah, yeah, I agree with that 100%. No doubt. I appreciate that. Last question real quick. If you had to rank the uh, impact on on recruiting for the game, if you had to go back, let's just say, 10 years – and you look at the 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 game itself and the amount of recruits there, where would you kind of rank this game just based on – I know we haven't got the, all the commitments, but just based on the overall impact, how do you feel? Where does this rank?
3: It would be in my top five. Uh, I wouldn't know where I'd put it in top five because there's so many, but it would definitely be high in the top five. And that speaks a lot for me because I've seen a lot of games. Uh, I've seen a lot of atmospheres, and there's been a lot of great atmospheres going all the way back to Oklahoma. That was a ridiculous game with – Clint Trickett starting the game and and uh, the recruits are out of this world. And then my, there's been plenty of Miami and Florida uh, matchups where they've hosted recruits. So this really felt like, I'd say out of conference, this is one of the best. I mean, because, you know, I and I say out of conference, I mean, like out of state, you know, this just weren't a, a major rival. Uh, this felt like a Florida uh, Miami weekend of when you host recruits. That's how it felt. The, the sideline was just stacked with recruits. And it just it just felt like one of those weekends that you see when you play Florida or, or Miami with the amount of recruits. And and unfortunately, like the last uh, few openers, this one actually had a positive effect where you saw growth. You know, that's the word I'm going to use all year. You saw growth within this program, growth within this team, um, I think the my my biggest takeaway from this game was when these kids got down 18 points, and uh and they came back and they just said they I, I you could see them on the sideline just okay guys let's get grinding let's get back to work. They didn't there wasn't any pouting it was just like they got back after it. Jordan Travis came right back scored a touchdown two point conversion gains back to 10 points and then and then we see the McKenzie Milton show. So I think that was the biggest pivotal moment to me with recruits that recruits saw you face adversity and the way they responded back. I think that was the biggest takeaway that was different about this game compared to most of the other ones that I've seen that are their big uh, recruit uh, visited kind of games. Uh, So uh, I I love that. That was that was the thing that jumped out to me. And uh, like I said, I think was I think it was a great weekend uh, and a positive weekend in recruiting for, for FSU.
6: Excellent. All right, guys. Well, hey, Aslan, thanks for taking the call. Uh, It was great meeting you guys at uh, the Corner Pocket. Had a great time. Glad we got to finally hang out. And uh, if anybody does one thing today, one thing, you need to subscribe to that YouTube channel. The amount of content that we pumping out on there, I mean, you literally got to dedicate time uh, to, to catch it all. And you won't miss a beat about anything with FSU and uh definitely subscribe to warpchant.com. y'all have a good evening and go nos
4: that's wes everybody Wes in the villages we appreciate it man again uh thanks for those white calls they were delicious man put me over the edge uh we got some other phone calls here in the queue we'll take a quick uh jaunt back into youtube land there's travis h thanks travis five bucks has hit the thumbs up button good folks seriously please just Sit it. It looks like a thumb. Just tap it. Press it. Click it. Please. That'd be great. Do that for us. Uh, we got lots of questions on YouTube, but we got people hanging through here on the phone line. So we'll get to them here. But uh also shout out Julian Harrison. Um uh, Julian Harrison with five bucks says ACC title is what we need. That'd be pretty cool. Beat Notre beat not Notre Dame. You can't beat Notre Dame. You already you already paid Beat wait for us, and you're uh, you know, got a shot. Got a shot all right let's get a phone call for you michael let's go to our guy thomasville north carolina it's our it's our friend everybody the the, the lovable daryl from thomasville north carolina uh daryl how are you good afternoon to you
0: good afternoon there as well how you doing how you doing there michael uh i hope y'all having a good afternoon i guess i'll uh Governor Kurtz, the mayor of uh, Virginia Beach, and I'm gonna I I'll take the title of uh, governor of North because we 'cause we're gonna be welcoming Florida State in the in the North Carolina in uh, next week, and uh, we're gonna close down North Carolina and take it over when the Nolans come sweeping through here and beat White Forest next week, and then take over North Carolina when they beat the Tar Heels in 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 a couple weeks in a couple, of week, in a couple of weeks after that. So we'll just close down North Carolina. And uh, we'll just sweep North Carolina all the way over to Wake Forest, the, the Tar Hills and then we'll just take care of North Carolina State, and then we'll just sweep right through North Carolina. But um, Amen, anyhow, Amen. Uh, Amen
4: to that. Amen to, to that. Amen to that. I said Amen to that, yeah. Daryl. I like it.
0: Uh, all righty, uh, Mike. I know We we got some uh, offensive linemen that's already committed, and uh, I'm not sure. Uh, I forget which one, which one is played where, but uh, does any of them know how to how to snap
3: the football? <laughs> yeah, I think, uh, well, they have, they have two in there. Uh, you know, obviously, Estes is already inside the program that they have that I think is their future for center. And then I think they have several in this uh, group of guys that they have um, that play the guard position. Like, you know, Jalen Early can play the center position. Um, there's a few others that are in there. So yeah, have like two or three guys that that kind of fit that mold that can play that that center position, Daryl.
0: All right, uh, I was just kind of, you know that that's, that's, that's going to be one of our one of our our needs. It looks like um. So uh, looking, uh, I was noticing um uh, uh, Travis Hunter and and uh, AJ Duffy seems to be hitting up hitting up these guys this past weekend there on on the sidelines and everything. And, uh i guess they've been kind of they kind of hitting up uh, skinner and uh you know uh uh willis and and some of these other guys does that does when they when they uh hit these guys up does that does that help with the- with uh recruiting all on these weekends you know like like this like this past weekend
3: oh it's i think it's big anytime um you know sam McCall. Uh, Travis Hunter and and AJ Duffy are all on campus because they're around these guys they're vibing during the game high-fiving there's a lot of cheering in that FSU recruit section during this game in Notre Dame but I I think anytime these guys are on campus with uncommitted guys it's a big deal because AJ's very uh, a charismatic guy we know Travis Hunter is I mean he everyone loves to be around Travis Hunter and then and Sam McCall's the same way where he's got a lot of charisma and so anytime you you have your top recruiters on campus um, with other uncommitted guys um, and then you hear them t- the way they talk about FSU and then you see – and these recruits see it for themselves on the field, I mean, it's a major deal. And it was certainly a major deal having those three guys. And there's more guys. And it's not just them. I mean, Rodney Hill, he's a great recruiter for this class. Uh, there's several other guys that are just great recruiters that really – help FSU sell their product. I always say your best you know, guys that can pitch your program are either guys inside your program that are players or recruits that are already committed to your program. And I think both of those uh, did a phenomenal job over the weekend, both the players and the uh, the major commitments that FSU already has. I think they really helped make this weekend a special one for a lot of these uncommitted guys that either they officially visit or unofficially I think they did a really good job kind of selling that. And then the players did their job on the field, uh, so really uh, to make an impression. So I think everyone did their part, and uh, certainly it was a, a fun weekend and a, certainly a very positive weekend for FSU. And uh, I think I, I
0: heard an interview the other day with uh, Armilla's uh, dad did with, uh, with uh, I think, one of the Rivals guys, did, a, did an interview with our, our Miller's dad about uh, how he's just how he's kind of letting let him do his do his own recruiting. uh i guess florida state did um probably did get a home run with with him this past week did made- they
3: I think it was a solid visit. I don't know if I'd call it a home run, but I think it was solid. I think uh, Armello wanted to see what this offense can do. I mean, if you're an offensive line and you're watching FSU rush for damn near 300 yards against Notre Dame, which is supposed to be their, you know, one of their strengths is their defense. and, And FSU just mutilated them running the ball. You see that as an offensive lineman. I don't care who you are. You're going to be extremely impressed. So I think FSU made a big splash with uh, what they showed of of the improvement of this offensive line. Looked a little shaky in that first quarter, but then once they got their feet underneath them, these guys really started taking over and, and really busting out some big plays. Obviously, they're balking on pass protection. Certain plays were really good. Ja'Kai Douglas' play uh, where he went 60 yards from from uh, Jordan Travis on a deep pass, I think that kind of stood out to me. And just uh, being being able to give the quarterbacks time to, to do some things later in the game was really something that I think jumped out to not just Julian, but I think a lot of these offensive linemen. So I think I think if you're an offensive lineman, I mean, why wouldn't you want to go to FSU after watching what they did to that Notre Dame defensive front?
0: All right, guys, y'all do an excellent job each and, each and every time, y'all on, on online and everything. Y'all, y'all guys, y'all, y'all subscribe to that uh, YouTube channel. To, uh, uh, sign up for War champ. And uh, y'all support uh WarChant.com, which is, it's the greatest uh, um thing out there. And uh, uh these, these guys do an excellent job uh, each and each and every week. Uh Gene puts out a great product and uh you ain't, you ain't gonna find nothing no no better than Warchant.com. So y'all 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 guys continue to have a, a great day and go nose, and let's take over North Carolina uh, this, this year and let's uh let's go eight and four, nine and three would be
4: be even better and going up. <laughs> Daryl. Hey, Daryl, real, real quick before you leave, I, I know you're kind of bummed out. We we changed up uh the podcast, which this is it's all about Michael today, but just so you know, we just we got scheduling stuff going on with Corey being between here in Atlanta and you know, Thursday he's got practice for his son. He drives up Tuesday after doing headlines and watching practice. So like Wednesday's the only day that we can get it done. So I, I know it doesn't work for you, but just want to let you know we, we still we still appreciate you, man, if you post. Uh, Comments or shoot us an email, man. We'll we'll get to. We promise. I think he might have already hung up. He did. It's okay. okay. Well, I'm he can, he
3: can, he can watch the show later and yeah. and see oh, you yeah. and you telling him everything. By the way, um, I had a great meeting with with Ed Limox. Limox, yes, that was this, fun. This yeah, Mister Mister Deluna is what I call him. There but uh, I know some people call him the Godfather. Yeah, whatever. But he was so cool. I mean, I was, I was, I was was very impressed just talking him. We talked recruiting, we talked football and all kinds of different things. So Ed, just want to give you a shout out, man. I really enjoyed meeting you, buddy.
4: Yeah. Come on, man. There's a whole bunch of people want to be on this show. You got to be cool to, to get your name plaster all over it. Shout out to Travis H again, who said hit that thumbs up button. Also a shout out to Julian Harrison. Uh, We appreciate that. Eric angel is also here. That's going to get you a little bit of this. Eric's from Cincinnati. He's been down to Tallahassee five times. I feel like in the last five months. He said, "What's up, guys?" Michael, who's next committed for our Knowles? AJ Duffy was on my flight down Saturday for the game versus Notre Dame, as they played in Cincinnati on Friday night. Uh, as long as I sent our picture to Corey's email. All right, I'll see uh, what that's all
3: about. All right, who's next, Michael? Who's next? My, my my first thing is Eric. Why why are you sending Corey an email of a recruit? You should be sending it to me, like me. <laughs> Michael at oh, Warchant recruiting
4: it's a photo. It's a photo, Michael. I think of them hanging out at corner. Yeah, Park.
3: but it's still it's a recruit. So right. okay. next time, next time, Eric, not asking you not to send the Corey. Just send me one, if you don't mind. It'd be cool. Um, next commitment. Well, we have uh, you know have Elijah Pritchett coming up uh, and Jaleel Skinner. Both of them are going to announce in September. So those are ones I'm heavily watching. I think some 2023 guys. I think guy. I think the next commitment will probably be if it's not one of those guys. I think it'll be a 2023. I think Santana Fleming is one to watch. I think four-star receiver from American Heritage. He's one that I think is pretty close. I think FSU can pull that off. Uh, I don't think there's like a set date of a guy to announce, but I think all of these, I mean, because a lot of these guys in 12, 2012 or 2022 are waiting, they're waiting till a certain date. So besides the, the you know, the Pritchett and the Skitter one, I don't think there's a lot going on. I, I, I would say this, guys. I feel very good about Kevin Coleman. Hmm. Like five-star wide receiver Kevin Coleman. I've already forecasted it over the weekend. What? I, I picked FSU. I think, I think FSU looks very good in that spot with Kevin Coleman. So I will say that. But as far as the next commit, that's hard for me to predict. But if it is, it's going to be a 2023 guy. But I think... And and here's my reason behind Kevin. First of all, we talked about, you know, this game and why it mattered. I think FSU showed everything they need to show in this game uh, to Kevin Coleman of why FSU is a place for him. I think culture-wise, he loved FSU better than any place. He's visited Oregon. I think he liked Oregon. But I think with FSU, it's just there's a different comfort level that Kevin has when he's here. Um, I think he feels very comfortable, obviously, with A.J. Duffy and your future, who could be a future quarterback. But I think it's also just the feeling he has when he's FSU. It's just different. And then putting that product on the field. I think that for me was the exclamation point to FSU putting himself in a great position with Kevin Coleman. And I, I really like where they sit there. All right, good
4: stuff. Uh, Jeff, I think Jeff had a question here. Let's uh, see if I can find it here on YouTube. Are there any linebacker recruits out there that may be committed somewhere else or teetering on their commitment that we may now be able to sway?
3: Well, there's one on the front page um, that we (laughs) – and Jaron Willis. uh, That's certainly – I think think the linebacker uh, targets are mainly the same. I think uh, Daniel Martin is a guy that I think they have a really good shot with. He's a guy that I'm, I'm hoping to get up with. I think uh, rivals got up with him with a, a brief update, but I'm going to try to get a little bit more on uh, Daniel Martin and his visit to FSU. Just get him elaborate just a little bit more, but I think there's a very good chance. I think they're very much a factor with him. And then Willis is definitely another one. They're having a factor for. Then you have Wesley Vasante, who's going to officially visit FSU later in the season. Um, so I think, uh, you know, those are some of the main ones that they're locked in on. there's other guys, but I think it's kind of a wait and see where f issue's going uh from here but I think um definitely those are the ones that I'm kind of locked in at least right now, but I think they made a big impression on Daniel Martin over the weekend um just on Daniel's kind of different because daniel's not like it's not like um you know the prestige of the team is everything uh, with the pro It's just really how he feels and, and how he feels in the spot. They're going to play him. I know it's listed as a safety on there, but he will be outside linebacker um, in FSU's defense. And I think he liked what the way that he's going to be utilized in that defense. And I also think he liked how he, how comfortable he felt around the players uh, in the, in the other recruits. So I think that was a big deal as far as uh, this official visit, why he wanted to take it and, why you want to see what his comfort like he's going to come back from the Miami game. So that's also a positive. So I think those, I think Daniel Martin, Willis and the Basante are probably the guys to kind of focus on at least right now. I think there's going to be more that added into that numbers, but I think those are the real main ones right now, Jeff.
4: Uh, Thank you for the question, Jeff. Thanks for the answer. Michael. Uh, Kenzie asks, uh, Hey Michael, do we still try and take two quarterbacks this year? And if so, are there any names surfacing as potentials appreciate all the hard work with 13 exclamation points,
3: yeah on the last part about the hard work hey guys i ain't stopping i still got five or six kids that are major guys at business that i'm going after i'm not stopping until i get it done so uh, i'm gonna get a hold of these guys and get some really fantastic updates and keep this coming but um i i would say right now uh kenzie probably not i would say i would say fsu is pretty happy with aj duffy they know he's locked in. Um, you have Chris Parson, who we did a story on the front page for yesterday, um, coming in for 2023. There could be a guy that jumps in there as an athlete that they maybe go after late. I just, I, I think it's more likely they add a 2023 second quarterback than they do a 2022. So I, I think they're pretty happy where they have it. I haven't heard anything about them pressing for another uh, two quarterbacks, and it's really tough as people have seen to get two quarterbacks in one class. It's, I mean, it's really tough, but um, if you're going to do it, I think the 2023 class will be probably the class that you see it. I just don't think there's a pressing need to go after another one in 2022.
4: All right. Uh, Rose asks, what's FSU's chances with
3: uh, Skinner, Jaleel Skinner? I'm cautiously optimistic. (laughs) I'll just say that uh, with Jaleel Skinner, I think. The thing with Jaleel is he goes so back and forth with with so many teams. I think I do think I think obviously Miami getting thrashed against Alabama certainly doesn't hurt hurt FSU with I guess the Miami side of things, but um obviously Alabama is certainly in the mix there. But I think FSU and Texas are the teams that I hear the most. And then I I've heard a lot of positive things from people that were around Jaleel over the weekend. They feel FSU's the team. Like they feel like FSU is the one that everyone's chasing. They feel they're the leader. Um, I don't think it's a done deal. Like I said, he has visits to Texas and other places coming up, but I don't think they could have done more. I guess the only thing more they could have done is get uh, Malik McClain, the ball more where uh, I think that's kind of what they see with Jaleel, that he can do some of the same things that Malik can do um, as far as matchups. So I think really that's it. But I think from the game and the offense, he was, he was highly impressed. Um, I, I have him uh, forecasted at the FSU, but um, you know, there's still work to do as far as see what, what happens with other schools. But the best word I would say is I cautiously optimistic that I would, as of now, I think they're the team that, that everyone's chasing, but um, it's not a slam dunk. I mean, they're in a battle, you know, so I think FSU uh, certainly made – they did everything they wanted to accomplish for this weekend uh, with Jaleel Skinner because he's another one that was really big on he wanted to see these guys compete. He wanted to see how well they matched up with good teams and if they can battle good teams. Now, I think with him, consistency throughout the season, we talked about what they need to do to get – I mean, get to that 6-1 and one mark. If they can get to the 6-1 mark, I think it definitely has a, a solid effect on jaleel skinner
4: how about our guy jason parker he's he's kind of near on these parts michael but he's been coming
3: strong man thanks jason
4: dollar dollar bills y'all just want to say mike thanks for all the hard work
3: i appreciate it man thanks jason appreciate it
4: all right let's get back to the phone calls we got three folks in the queue we'll get to them all here let's begin with chris the pit master out in perry georgia what's going on chris
7: Oh, just working on my cook trailer, putting in a fold-down countertop. Exciting stuff. Nice. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Yeah. Work. Right? Um, I gotta. I, I don't know. I gotta say, I was a recruit one time, and if I was a recruit wanting to play at Florida State, and I saw Malik McLean early enroll, go through spring, summer, and fall, and then become a serious contributor, I'd say, wow, I could probably play early if I go to Florida State.
3: Yeah, and I'll, I'll make a prediction, Chris. I think he's going to be their best receiver. Like, I think after the year's over, he's going to be their number one guy where everyone talks about with Malik McLean. I think he's going to have a big impact in this team. And and I told my brother called me after the game, and I said, "Look, if you don't, if you're not highly interested in FSU after that game, or have a high." perception of fsu or feeling about fsu then you just really didn't like fsu that much anyway because there's no way in my opinion you can't be impressed with that kind of performance when you're talking about a team that was three and six couldn't stop nobody offense looked flaky uh, last year inconsistent uh this year you're seeing explosive plays i mean i i go back to this one situation the running game almost ran for 300 yards I mean, when's the last time a running back ran 89 yards for a touchdown at FSU? It's been a long time. Uh, so if you're not excited about that, <laughs> I, mean, I don't know what to say, but, uh, all the recruits I talked to are, are definitely pumped up about it. But, uh, to your point, Chris, uh, I, I think you're right on the money. Yeah. I mean, if I was
7: Mike Norvell, I'd point them leak to clean when I was talking to those guys like Coleman and Skinner and be like, Hey, just enroll early and you can do this. Yep. Uh, but, uh, my uh, question is, um, at what point in the season do they kind of start looking at potential JUCO uh, guys? I know they need to get some games under their belt, start uh, showing actually what they're made of. But do they kind of have a part – or I guess a section in the season where they start looking at those guys as actual serious prospects?
3: Yeah, it's usually the midpoint of the season because usually they ha- have a open date for those uh, guys, obviously – De Carlos Nicholson is one they're looking at. That's a Juca, I think the number one Juca corner in the country. I think FSU, I uh, think it has a solid chance at that, that kid. Uh, he, he is going to officially visit FSU, I think, you know, later in the mid part of the season. I want to say the Louisville game or, 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 or it could be the Miami game around there. So I think he's a guy that certainly they're high on. I think, I think with the other positions, I think it's probably going to be at the midpoint when you're, you know, talking about, um, you know, playing uh probably like Clemson's and the in the in the Miami game. I think that's when you'll probably see some JUCO activity of visits uh around that Miami game or or uh, just after that. Um, so I think that's where you're looking at as far as when the JUCO stuff picks up. It's usually around the fifth and the sixth games when we start seeing uh some activity there.
7: Okay. I think if I remember correctly those guys like to go to games where like both the teams are potentials for them yeah
3: okay yeah mo- most, of time, you, uh, most of the time yeah most of the time that's how it works uh but a lot of times just like that's when they usually can take uh visits on on because they have open dates and a bye week and that's usually when their bye week is is usually the mid part of the season
7: gotcha okay well thanks everyone and thanks michael and i uh, hope y'all have a great week
4: Thanks, Chris. We appreciate you, man. Keep grilling, man. Keep grilling. Keep chilling. Keep living a good life. Uh, Michael, I think you mentioned that you were talking to somebody in your family about the Knolls. (laughs) Let's go ahead and pop them up here right now. We got Donnie down in West Palm Beach. Donnie, what's up,
3: man?
5: Speaking of your brother, here he is. is. (laughs) What's up, Michael?
3: Hey, man. What's going on, dude? What's on your
5: mind? I got a question for you. Julian Armella, is he going to be in the top four for us?
3: Yes, I feel very good that when he does his top four, FSU will be in it. Um, I think FSU will be in there. LSU will be in there. I expect Alabama to be in there. And then the fourth, I really don't know. But um, I think he'll come back to FSU for official visit for the Miami game. Um, So I think right now I'd say FSU, LSU. I think Alabama pushes. They could be interesting, make it really interesting because it's Alabama. So, uh, you know, what can you say? but. I'd say right now, yes. I do expect them to be in the top four for Julian Armella.
4: It's helping cool, us, Michael. The, uh... It's helping us at LSU is pretty terrible
3: right now, right? Yeah. It doesn't hurt when LSU gets beat by <laughs> double figures because <laughs> UCLA. Yeah. So that definitely is a plus. Plus the other stuff going on with LSU. I,
5: want... no. No, I wanted to comment on the the weekend with the Notre Dame game. It was, it was so exciting to see um, – all the players just stepping up to the plate and good to to see exciting college college football and Florida State playing and then fans in the stands. It's so refreshing to have fans in the stands and uh, so excited about Tallahassee and I'm planning on uh, making several trips there and having uh, eating some crab legs for dinner with Michael. So I I I just wanted to throw that in there.
3: Cool man. Uh yeah, we can't wait. I can't wait to see you. And uh um, you know. Okay. I can't wait to see him. Uh it's so my brother, by the way, he just had surgery, so um everyone's been praying for him, I know, on the board. So uh he's doing good and um that was fun. You know, it was a fun weekend overall, you know, talking, talking just about the seeing a game where you're competitive with a top ten team and just seeing uh the growth that I was kinda looking for in this game was I think it was a big deal. As That I mean, was a big deal. Agreed.
5: And i uh, just, to, just to end it, I, I'll just say, I just got one name for you. Mackenzie Milton.
3: <laughs> Aslon's with you. That's my As- player. <laughs> <laughs> As- down with that. I mean, he's ready for 10 to take over. Um, he's ready. He's ready for
5: it. Oh yeah. So it, it's exciting. So I appreciate both of y'all and, uh, Obviously, I'll talk to you later, Michael. Thanks. You, you got it, buddy.
4: That's Donnie, y'all. That's take Michael's care. brother. Thanks for the call, man. We do appreciate it. Hope you're feeling better, too, man. Um, all right. Let's take a uh, last caller. Uh, I think this is this is our guy in Denver, I want to say. Caller, wow. what's up? Who you call? Where you calling us from? Who is this?
2: Aloha, guys. How's it? Oh, even better. It's Ralph.
3: <laughs> oh. Ralph oh. is in the house. Oh,
2: How's everybody? I made it back to the island
4: safe and sound, so uh, we're good. Thank you so much. Shoot, man! Thank you for everything, man. Thanks for all the Hawaiian treats, man. I uh, I make pancakes and brownies and pineapple mix and everything. Uh, it's it's amazing, man. Thank you. It's so awesome to meet you too. guys. If you all if you thought Ralph was just some persona on the internet, Ralph's a real human being. We met him, and he's even awesomer in real life. So yeah, he uh, is a
3: cool. He is a Ralph. cool. He is a cool cat. Uh, we had a really good time. I talked to Ralph for a while. You know, we talked and chatted, and it was just fun. Really good dude. Really good dude, and had a good time meeting. I hope we could do this again uh, for another game. So hopefully we'll see Ralph down the line. Uh,
2: thank you guys for those kind words. It's, it's uh, very humbling. Um, I got two very quick questions, if I'm allowed to ask. Absolutely. Uh, number one is, would a university consider And would they be allowed to let the recruits walk through almost like the legacy walk so they can get the band and the fans cheering for them? Would that be kind of a cool recruiting ploy?
3: Ooh, That
4: would be cool. I don't know if that's allowable, but it'd be pretty sweet.
3: Compliance is already hitting my phone (laughs) now. I mean, it's kind of iffy. Because you're around fans and fans around recruits that close. Uh, It's kind of a iffy. It's, it's kind of an iffy thing. I think it'd be a great idea uh, if compliance will allow it. Yeah. But I think it'd be phenomenal because yeah. people, people experience the legacy walk. It's just really an emotional connection between the players and, and their fans and the alumni. So I think, yeah, if you could do it, uh, you know, hey, down with it. But uh, really, that's a compliance to deciding that. But I like the idea. I like it, Ralph. Oh.
4: You know, I would actually, you know, I would say they shouldn't be, this, this is, this should be something sacred that you only do when you're actually a player. I mean, you know, it recruits one thing, but like you should be a floor safe player that puts on that Jersey that puts on that helmet to be able to make that walk, make a little section for them to, to, to kind of watch and maybe make a platform so they can kind of watch and get a better view of that. But no man, you better be in a suit and a tie and playing for Florida State that day if you want to be
3: in that walk. <laughs> or That's... commit, or you got to commit, or you got to commit. I have
2: to be in that walk, but something like it, or even just to be in the crowd, or to, to be able to watch it, so they can still feel it. Yeah. I think that would have an effect, personally. Yeah. Well,
3: what you can do is I was you in
2: it with Shane and Michelle and Eric Angel. That was my first one. I was getting goosebumps, and I wasn't playing or playing an instrument. That was cool. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, so, anyways, my second, my real question is, based off of our recent history of struggles, Michael, mm-hmm. how many recruiting classes deep do you think a win like this can reach an effect?
3: Well, I think uh, I think that answer is what we see with the consistency of this year. Uh, I think if they look like they have Sunday night, Um, certainly it's going to reach uh, the next two or three classes. Um, But you just need to, we need to see consistency because it's like a lot of fans are pumped up and they should be. This is a very encouraging uh, performance. Um, Now we we have to see, you go back to playing Jacksonville state, then you play Wake Forest then you play Syracuse, Louisville and then North Carolina. If they show the same kind of consistency uh, on the field with the production we're seeing, then you, you're set yourself for that year. And then I think it goes on to the next two or three years. So I think it's a two or three thing where you could have an impact on 2023, 2024, and even some in 2025 with the finish of a consistent year. So I think you have to be careful of not putting everything in the one game, whether FSU won this game or not, you still, the consistency product is the next step and, I don't think that's going to be a problem, Ralph, based on what I saw. And the reason I'm confident in that is the way these kids responded when they got down 18 points. Um, That's the thing you worry about adversity, how kids respond to adversity and they responded in a big moment. So that tells you these guys aren't going to be bothered if they go on the road or, or if they have to hit adversity, I think they have the right leaders in place that these guys are ready for that. So, I think the uh, main thing is just uh, showing a consistent product. And if they show that, yeah, it's going to last like two or three years with solid recruiting and certainly impact in recruiting and uh, and going forward. Because this is, I mean, the recruiting impact for this, it feels like a win with in, from the recruiting side of things. I know they didn't win the game, but the recruiting impact is a win. It's a big win, actually.
2: Right. I I would absolutely agree with that. There's a lot of college age kids around me in the stadium that were bummed out. We didn't win on the scoreboard and I'm trying to, give them the old man's perspective, like, guys, this was a great win for the future and that's where we should be at right now. In my opinion, I, I, even in defeat on the scoreboard, I was so damn proud of those guys. Uh, It was awesome just to be in that stadium. Hell it was 91 since I was last at a game. So I, I, this whole 12 days was just amazing for me. And I, I think everybody out there who's listening or was there to help make this just a really awesome vacation for me. I can't put into words just how damn happy I was to be back in Tallahassee. So, well, we hope
3: we hope you uh, come uh, back.
2: I'm sorry?
3: I was going to say, we hope you come back sooner. But I think the main thing, too, is just um, you have to look at what the growth was when you're talking about comparing. Last year to this year in, in doing this, it's like this is almost like unforeseeable when you looked at the schedule like, oh, crap, they're playing Notre Dame the first game of the year. They're going to get killed, you know, for them to take the steps that they take, the growth that and jumps that they took were so massive as far as you comparing them what they did a year ago. You know, uh, defense couldn't stop nothing, couldn't get any rush, couldn't get pass rush, you know, uh, compared to four sacks in this game, constant pass rush linebackers are fast, they're quick, they're quick in space, they're tackling people, DBs are in position to make plays, offensive, you know, got playmakers, young guys are stepping up like Malik McClain, uh, running backs were phenomenal, Treshawn Ward, Jayshon Corbin going 89 yards. I mean, all these things are stuff that they didn't have a year ago that they were showing, and uh, if you're not excited about FSU football, you might want to check your pulse because you're dead because, I mean, that's that was a phenomenal performance. Uh, and it's a phenomenal of where this program is going as long as the consistency continues.
2: Absolutely. So uh, I, I don't want to hold you guys up. So I just want to say mahalo to everybody out there. Blessings and aloha to everyone. I, I love everyone out there. War Chan is killing it and I can't wait for Saturday Hopefully, we do the days of old with Florida State, and we take little minnows like Jacksonville State, and we treat them like we should be treating them, and really show that we're back. Exactly. Thank y'all. Okay. Right,
4: that's Ralph in Hawaii, man. I love you again. We uh, we appreciate the phone call and uh, your fellowship, man. It was great to see him, man. That's Ralph, everybody in Hawaii. Uh, Let's get some rapid fire ones on the way out here. Uh, Michael, uh, we got a question over on YouTube here. As I try to scroll my way back, there are so many screens, so many tabs. Uh, Timothy Scal is asking about kickers. Are they recruiting any other kickers?
3: They're after kickers, but there's nobody particular. I think it was actually a kid from Cairo, but I'll get his name for next week. But um, nobody particularly. Uh, And if they do take a kicker, it's probably going to be somebody that's a you know, preferred walk-on or somebody that they've targeted. Um, I haven't heard anything about a scholarship on a kicker. Um, I understand that's the normal conversation. Anytime a kicker misses a a kick to tie the game, I know that pops up, but I don't know if that's Timothy's uh, feelings, but um, yeah, they they definitely are involved with kickers. They're definitely looking at a kicker. And by the way, the Australian assassin, uh, Alex, uh, I I don't even know how to say your last name. That's that dude yeah. was that dude was phenomenal. That was the MVP in my opinion in the first quarter. Like he Boy, really yeah. saved their butts uh, yeah. in the first quarter. Alex has improved a lot. So by the way, shout out to Alex. But yes, they are after a kicker, Timothy. I don't have specific names just yet though. All right,
4: um, Lewis asks, any news on Arch Manning?
3: He's not coming here, is he? No, it's there's a very very small chance he comes here. So. Not much of a chance there, Lewis. Uh, Chris Parsons, their quarterback. Uh maybe uh maybe another one later in that class. But yeah, Arch Manning's not a guy that I think uh they have much of a shot with.
4: You already mentioned this, but worth talking about again. Kevin Coleman percentage better than fifty percent?
3: Yeah, it's better than fifty.
4: All right. Scott Junes keeping the streak alive. <laughs> 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 On Dustin
3: Hill. There it is. There I was I was mean. almost betting I was almost gonna bet my wife ten bucks, but I yeah. decided not to. But, no, you know, uh, Destin uh, is still expected to be here in January. That's the plan. Who's going to head
4: up with, with Coleman? Is it Oregon?
3: Yeah, I would say Oregon's the main competition right now. Texas, too. Uh, they're up there. Uh, so, but I would say mainly Oregon.
4: Uh, what about Richard Young from Lehigh?
3: Yeah, Oklahoma, Ohio State, Florida State are the teams I hear consistently in his his three. But there's, there's tons of teams. He's supposed to visit for the Miami game, Jordan. So uh, that's what I expect uh, Richard will be there.
4: All shij right. uh, Shijj229, uh, any shot on Amari Wilson?
3: I think he means Kamari Wilson, uh, but no, he. Uh, I would say FSU is always going to be mentioned with Kamari, but I think he's probably going to Georgia. That would be my pick.
4: Sure. Yeah, you're right. Michael's right. It is Kamari. I love that. That's great. There we go. There he is. I, all these IMG kids, man. That's always a good thing, though. Uh, somebody pointed out pretty cool, because everyone's talking about Nigelic Kelly, uh, mm-hmm. that Malik McLean was once committed to us mm-hmm. and then decommitted and then ended up here in Tallahassee. So uh, also shout out Mark Armour for spelling Kamari's name correctly. I uh, <laughs> appreciate that. Uh, I think that's about it. Yeah, there we go. K-Roast Syrup Makers. Get it right. should. Sh- 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 229
3: says, Yeah, I said, I wrong. said Cairo. I just yeah, didn't say right. the last thing. Yeah, the syrup <laughs> makers, of course.
4: Chill out. Don't be going here saying people's names wrong and then calling out Michael. You just <laughs> chill out,
3: man. No, I'm down with Cairo. Uh By the way, I'm going to probably go over there for a game uh, soon. So, Chi, I think that's your first Ch- name.
4: No, it's not. It's CHJ. Ch- well, Ch-
3: whatever your name is, CHJ. I'm going to come over there soon, probably in a couple weeks, my man. So be ready. I'll be Andre
4: Elam says they got a text that Pritchett is ours.
3: Really? Tell him to text me then. No, um, seriously, but yeah, Andre, I think uh, they have the momentum in that race. I feel good about that That uh, forecast. Or, or I haven't forecast them actually, but I feel good about FSU's chances at least right now. Now, he does visit Alabama, I think, this weekend. And then I think he's visiting USC the weekend after. But, yeah, I feel pretty good about, you know, where they sit with him.
4: Oh, yeah. I meant to ask you this. Thank you, Gator Kirk. We were talking about it, Corey, on the (laughs) podcast. What about Marvin Jones Jr., man? Yeah, I
3: think... we know when at least? I'm sorry? Do we know when he'll be committing at least? No, he's not. He's probably going to take official visits, and then he'll decide that. He's coming to FSU uh, for an official visit uh, later in the year. I think for the Miami game, ironically. Um, And so I think he's coming then, and then uh, I do know I can tell you for sure he was heavily watching that game uh, Sunday night. And I can also tell you somebody around him told me uh, Marvin was extremely impressed with the pass rush. I mean, he really liked that. And uh, he even had a tweet uh, uh, something during the game. Um, you know, referring to, uh, you know, very being, being very impressed. Um, so um I think Marvin was very taken away and, and he's another one that falls in that category of like, I think he wants to see what this team's going to do on the field. And I certainly th- think they passed the test in a big way. I got them forecast to the FSU guys, so I'm not going to change that. Uh, my mind at least today. Um, certainly I think FSU is, is the team that everyone's chasing right now. How's he doing this season? Pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, team kind of struggled early on. They started off 0 and two and they got a big win. I think last week uh, they go one and two, and then they have a big one this weekend. They play uh, St. Thomas Aquinas, mm. so that's the game that everyone's kind of circling. Um, so um, I think it's doing pretty good. I don't think their defense is as is good as is what they had in the last two years, so I think Marvin's having to do a lot more uh, as far as against the run and then then pass rush, So, uh, but I think their team, I think they'll get it on track.
4: Any word on Barnes out of Las Vegas, I'm guessing?
3: Was, he was going to officially visit FSU for this Notre Dame weekend, but then um, they had some COVID issues over there in Arizona, and then they had to rearrange games. So I think they were, ended up having to play a game, and so he, could, he had to reschedule. I think he's probably going for the Louisville game, uh, so likely officially visiting that weekend. Um, Oklahoma is the team that I think probably is the favorite, but I think FSU is right there just behind them, but, um, fish a visit, see what they do and see what happens. But I still don't think, I I mean, if I had to make a guess, I'd say probably doesn't end up here, but you know, we'll see. All right. A uh, shout out. Thanks
4: again to Travis dropping some doll hairs. Thank you, man. Michael, last thing for me. Did you watch a late Gibson Valdosta game that was on television? <laughs> I was there. You were there. Yes. What I was in there the
3: World for four you, hours, four you hours
4: you not play defense any longer.
3: These kids, I was on TV too, Aslan. Were you? Yeah, late in the game. I was I sitting next to Jalen Glover. I was, okay. uh, but, but that was cool. I had fun. Uh, I'd love seeing Jalen because Jalen's just such a great kid and a great player. Um, Sam McCall returned a kickoff 99 yards for a touchdown. That's correct. I really didn't think anybody was going to stop anybody at one point. I was just like, literally, they should not play defense because nobody's playing defense in this game. It was a Big so, 12 game. It yeah, Big 12. It was, yeah. It was phenomenal. I had a really good time. Um, great games. Just, uh marathon game, but gave live updates on our site. Uh, people were getting jacked up, so it was fun. Uh, but, yeah, had a really good time. Really good time at lounges. Always great. All right, I lied. Last one. Khalil
4: just showed up. Tony Mitchell, question mark? <laughs> uh,
3: well, if you're asking, yes. he had. A, it was a positive. Uh, it was certainly a positive game for him. I think he was very uh, – he's one of those kids that were surprised how well uh, this FSU defense looks and how different they look. I think that was a big deal. But I think uh, going forward, I Alabama. think it's yeah, yeah, Alabaster, Alabama, Thompson Alabama. High School. Um, he's really big on Woodson, like um, he has that Travis Hunter relationship with Woodson. So I wouldn't just you know circle him out. I think FSU's in his top two. I, I, he's twenty twenty three, so there's a ways to go with him. But I think he's a guy that the the more the production's on the field, the higher I think the chances will be with FSU. I'm not going to pick them yet. But I think um, the more they do on the field, like say they win the Miami game, say they beat North Carolina, I think it's going to have a rippling effect on the guys like Tony Mitchell that are looking for on the field product. All right. There
4: we go. All right, man. Thanks, everybody, for your questions. We really appreciate your involvement, and your interaction. It's super cool. Uh, thanks to Travis. Thanks to Jason, Eric, Julian, Willie, Willie, and Rob, big Rob R., Mr. Rathbone. We appreciate it. Michael, what you got cooking for us over on WarChamp.com the rest of the weekend?
3: Yeah, we're just uh, – I'm, I'm going to – over the weekend, I'm going to work on a 12-to-watch, hopefully ready for Monday. Obviously, I have the Friday night rerun that keeps me up late in the morning so to keep you guys with all the stats for all the top guys. And then, like I said during this show, I am going to hit a lot of these guys. I still got four or five guys that I haven't got up with. With Jaleel Skinner, uh, I want to get more on Julian Armella. I want to get more on uh, a lot of these guys. Kevin Coleman, I want to see uh, – you know – so we hopefully have features on these guys during the week. But I'm going to keep plugging away, guys, until I get it. I mean, that's what I do. I'm going to keep plugging until we get everything we want. But that's what's coming up. Um, make sure you continue to hit the like button for all these features. And uh, we appreciate everyone. Thanks for the contributions, everyone. I'm not going to name people because I'll forget somebody. But thank you, everyone. And uh, we'll see you guys next time. He's Michael. i Thanks for watching.